The smoke clears and the morning rises over the ridge, and they come down out of the mountains and into a village abandoned. A ghost village. They've seen these before, and so they move slowly, each bootfall a calculation, fingers near triggers, some with M16s low against their hips, like cowboys with Winchesters. One of them actually has a Winchester, had it shipped to him by his old man from North Dakota. The men call him Tex, though Travis is really the only man in this outfit born and raised in Texas. The men call Travis, Travis. He'll never earn a name for himself like Tex or Big C. He doesn't want to. Big C is from Cincinnati, huge and black and glistening. They cut this nigga out of volcanic glass. Big C says, usually in the mornings when he's shaving by a creek. The razor makes a scrape across his jaw like the drag of a blade across a rock. He's cut things into his arms with that knife, the blade taken red hot from a bed of coals. Shapes and symbols, a wolf's ragged head. Shaped carefully, lovingly even, in the long, dull hours of waiting. We are becoming more than what we were meant to be, he tells them all. His arms are like the pillars of some great stone temple where primitives sacrifice women and babies. Big C goes in front, always, igniter ready to cook. They used to have a lieutenant, a quiet man with reading glasses who designated other quiet men as points. But he's gone now. Where? No one knows. Anyway, Big C says, that was all before. Before they had traded orders for purpose. No orders now, just order the order that we bring. Some of the others have let Big C burn the wolf's head into their flesh, too. And Travis worries. He worries that soon his own arm will have to burn, else Big C might just cut it off and roast it. Out of the mountains and across the rice paddies, every man slapping at mosquitoes and gnats and cursing the day God made insects in this fucking country. They move low and slow, the village ahead quiet. No alarms. No screams. Just them and the rustle of the long rice grass and the suck of mud against their boots. Travis keeps both hands on his rifle, barrel angled slightly up from the dirt. They slide through the village like a school of silent fish. A kettle of rice still cooking over a fire outside a hut. A pig sliced open on a table, ready to roast, guts in a heap on the ground and drawing flies. One of their company hunkers down beside the gore holds a hand above it like it's a smoldering fire. This is Jenkins from Boston. They still call themselves by names, the men. Soon, they won't. Soon, names won't matter anymore. They'll all be one, one body, one head, chewing through the land. Still warm, Jenkins says. He moves his finger closer to the trigger, looks around at the huts and porches and houses on stilts, and they all move on a little slower, a little quieter. Chickens scatter in the red clay mud. So far from home, some of them are thinking. So far from home where the skies are lit by the distant glows of cities, or the towns have signs and billboards that welcome everyone, or the open fields are dry and the rain comes on expectantly, just as the weatherman predicted, where life has a pace, an order, where highways connect and mountains are things to climb for sport, and tattoos aren't made with the tips of hot branding knives, but with needles and ink. Others are wondering at the strange silence of it all. Ambush, they're thinking. But Travis isn't thinking anything. 
The silences here in this hot, wet place overwhelm thought. The ranks ahead come to a sudden halt as Big C lifts his hand. A girl has wandered out of the jungle at the far end of the village. She stands perfectly still between two straw-topped huts, like a deer wandered out of the woods into a hunter's sights. She's young, maybe fourteen, and she's naked. Her breasts are small, her nipples dark like pennies. A thin, adolescent thatch of pubic hair. She stands erect, her arms quivering, her face expressionless. Dark hair, long past her shoulders, her ribs like washboards beneath her breasts, 